If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. It's time to stop telling yourself no and zapping your life force before you've even gotten started. Today, we're talking about the demon of perfectionism and how to understand it on a deeper level and how we can work as a society to heal it. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. It's Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium at SedonaMedium.com. Hello, I am Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten. Welcome. Hello, hello. I'm reminded today that we're in the season of letting go. This morning, just spontaneously, we decided to go to one of the most beautiful hikes in the country for the fall called West Fork, which is in Mm -hmm. Oak Creek Canyon in Sedona, Arizona. And it's absolutely stunning, stunning. The leaves were perfection against the red rocks that were pastel colors all over the ground. It was like a fall wonderland. Disney created a set for a fall wonderland. It was absolutely what we saw today. And it was incredible. 
Most people don't think about Arizona having a fall, but mm-hmm. certainly up in the mountains where you have the you know trees where the leaves turn orange and yellow and fall off, that creates a fall. And in that part of uh, our area, we certainly do get a a spectacular fall color. It's very brief, generally. It's only like mm-hmm. maybe a week or two, and if you miss it, you might miss it. But I would put it right up there with other places that have beautiful falls. It was interesting because all last year, I thought, I can't wait to go on this hike with you. I was really excited about it. And I mean, kind of building it up in my mind and just, you know, we've got little warm chais in our hand (laughs) and we're just walking and there's just a little briskness to the air and it's this perfect, beautiful day. And, you know, because fall is so brief in Arizona, I thought there's a couple of weeks in October where you really see the trees. And so we're gunning for that. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that's when we're going to go. And you were out of town, and then I was sick. And suddenly I felt like, oh, we've missed this opportunity. This brief opportunity kind of only comes around every now and then. And the circumstances kind of fell apart to where it seemed like that wasn't going to work out. And what was perfect about it is that this was the perfect time to go. It was beautiful. I mean, absolutely carpeted with golds and pinks and reds. And it was everything that I had wanted it to be. And perhaps if we had gone in the time where my mind wanted us to go, we would have missed the real magic of the trees and the, you know, perfect time for the leaves to be there. There was still some, you know, on the trees and just, it was, it was everything. It's so important to leave room in your life for spontaneity, for Mm -hmm. things to happen as they unfold and not be so tied to things have to happen in a certain way at a certain time, exactly in the certain moment that you want it to. If that's not the right time, you're just going to be fighting it. And I think that works straight into what we're talking about today, which is perfectionism. And when you start trying to nail down every aspect of everything to only be in the way that it has to be by your plan, because you're a perfectionist, then you'll probably knock spontaneity right out of the list of things that you can do in your life, because it doesn't fit your plan. It doesn't Mm -hmm. fit the perfect mold of what you think should have to happen. And I think we should talk about that. We should talk about this idea of how perfectionism can be its own version of a problem if you don't learn how to let go of some things. The weird thing about perfectionism is that as much as it makes us really, truly miserable and unhappy and feel, you know, disappointed with our accomplishments, Mm -hmm. or even if we get to the place where you are releasing something or sharing something, you know, picking it apart afterwards and going, oh, if only this was better... It makes us so miserable. And yet, for a lot of us, it's the way that we know to relate to the world. It's a coping skill that we've created. And what a weird coping skill, a coping skill that makes us feel truly miserable. But that points to if the solution makes us feel so miserable, then we have to look at the pain that's underneath. Right. That it has to be bigger than the solution, which is somehow better. And as, as hard as perfectionism is, as a burden as it is to carry, we have to go, wow, the pain that's underneath that within ourselves that we're carrying day to day, 
the heaviness of that within our energy field has to be really heavy. If we took a step back for a minute, I'd like to ask you to talk to people about, like, how do you describe perfectionism? Mm. Well, I'll start off by saying that I have definitely spent years really healing and working through overworking workaholism and perfectionism. I mean, I've done deep work on it, and I feel like I'm in a really healed place in my life from that. Mm. But it has taken a lot of effort and a lot of focus. I describe perfectionism for me in this sense of extreme rigidity, extreme expectations of what things have to be that are at an really unachievable standard. So it's taking not just my own self, but things that I cannot control and attempting to create this framework where it feels safe, where if all of these things will just happen in a perfect order, in this perfect vision and expectation that I have, then that is safe. Then I can express X, Y, Z. On the other side of that is the you know question of why. Why do we you know, create this unattainable standard. Right. And it's because within I will have earned love. I will be worthy of respect. For me, it's the most important thing is what's on the other side. The reasoning for why do why is it so scary to just release something authentically or to open ourselves up in a way that, you know, might have some criticism to it or might not be this perfect box of what we think it should be. Why is there so much fear in that? And somewhere it's that worthiness issue, that old story of I have to earn love or I'm not good enough somehow. And if I can just do these things, then I will fill the empty hole inside of me that keeps telling me the story. But the truth with perfectionism is, is that no matter what you do, and no matter what an incredible level you perform it at, the performance will always feel hollow. And at the end of the performance, you're going to go, but this wasn't right. You know, a million things went perfect, but this wasn't right. And this wasn't right. And this one, and I have to work on this, you know, I have to make this better. Or, you know, you've served so many people, one person, you know, might have been like, well, that cake was dry, (laughs) you know, whatever. And you're just harping on that one thing. So it's a very hollow feeling because it's bringing up this, this story that says, you know, I am wounded, I am hurt. And if I can just get this outward thing and stuff it inside, maybe it won't hurt anymore. But we know that that's not the case and that true healing has to come from another direction. Perfectionism can never be performed at the highest level where the perfectionist is like, that was great. Yeah, that was perfect. You know, that standard really doesn't exist because it's not about the product. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about what you're producing. It's not about how you're performing. It's about the depth, the deeper part of ourselves. What I want to get across is what a life force drainer perfectionism is, how much it's telling you no, 
before you even get started. It's telling you right off the bat of your lack of worthiness. It's telling you right off the bat, you know, these things, you know, can happen and it's going to be so bad. It's going to be catastrophic, right? The tiniest little thing's catastrophic. Everything's going to fall apart. And then everyone will see you for, you know, whatever insert imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. connection (laughs) to it also, right? We all know someone who wears this concept of perfectionism like a badge. Mm -hmm. They will say things like, it's my drive. I am driven to perfection. I won't accept anything less than the absolute Mm -hmm. best from myself and everyone I'm associated with. And they push themselves and they say things like, I push myself harder than I push anybody else. And no one can push me harder than I push myself because everything must be perfect. And therefore, I expect perfection out of all my team players. And generally speaking, what they don't seem to do is ever listen to the feedback they get from those people that they are driving to see whether those people are signing on to this level of unattainable that that it's being put out there. Because no matter what any of those people do, what you just said, it will never be good enough for the Mm -hmm. person that is driving themselves because their own wounds and their own sense of worthiness is unattainable to themselves even. And they don't see it that way. They see it as some kind of drive. I think that's really true. It's like this socially acceptable trauma, you know, of like, oh, perfectionism, great. Love to have a perfectionist on the team because you can make this happen and make this happen and make this happen. But when I hear somebody say exactly what you just said, what I hear as a healer underneath that is I hurt so much that it's hard to exist in just this in-between space of humanity, that I'm hurting. That's the underlying story As I go, oh, my heart goes out to that person. Instead of like, way to go, great job, you know, being on the capitalist <laughs> energy and going with the USA culture of work, 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 go, 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 do, 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 you know, which is so attaboyed in this world, but is also what's so toxic and, you know, what's causes people to stroke out and have heart attacks and, you know, also just feel absolutely miserable or hit midlife crisis at certain points because they're not listening to themselves and they're, you know, they've left their heart so far behind in trying to keep pace with everything else. But that's what I hear is I hurt. And I don't know how to even be and fully just exist that I believe I have to earn respect. I think it is important to have a standard to say that something should be done correctly. Mm -hmm. You should have a line that says, this is where it's right. Anything less than this where it's right is not correct, or it's it's not to our standard or to our brand or to, you know, our goal of achieving a high level of something. I think that's fine. But I think that the idea of perfectionism has more to do with it will never actually be good enough. And I don't think you can continue along Mm -hmm. that line for very long. Like you say, you're going to burn out. Burn out. Because you can't achieve the thing that you are achieving because there is no end goal. (laughs) Because perfection really doesn't exist. It's very subjective. Perfection to whom? And so you have to find that level of like, okay, this is where the bar is and this is where we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And when we get there, we'll know we're doing absolutely right. I agree with you that there's a difference between having a goal and striving for a goal, creating something with that energy versus perfectionism, which is at an extreme 
level. Right. And it's a very internalized experience. You can see and probably identify the people in your friends and your family who are those perfectionist people. And if you have a perfectionism problem, there's no way you don't know it. Right. You know, it's a known like, oh, this is definitely a problem. It's not like, oh, this is wonderful. It's great. Internally, we know this is a very toxic way of looking at ourselves and looking at the world and experiencing life. I bet there are people listening right now who hear this and are being rubbed the wrong way that say, what's wrong with being you know, a high striver? What's wrong with being driven to perfection and continuously raising the bar to do better and better and better? But I think that the idea of continuously raising the bar beyond what is actually achievable because you have this idea of the unattainable perfection is not healthy. I think it's the energy that it comes from. It's all about our state of energy and our state of being. And perfectionism comes ultimately from a place of not good enough and hollowness. Mm -hmm. Let me fill this void. Let me create so I can earn. Let me create worthiness in the eyes of myself or in the eyes of other people. So it's the energy that we're creating from and holding this standard from is from a deficit place. You know, we have so much more resilience when we are creating from a space of fullness and worthiness and self-esteem and higher connection with ourself of, you know, I'm creating, but ultimately what it is that I create doesn't make me a better person <laughs> or it doesn't make me, you know, more worthy. I am inherently as worthy as I can possibly get. You know, and I, I think this is important too when we think about spiritual evolution. So people are like, you know, seeing their journey and looking back at themselves when maybe they didn't know certain things or they reacted from trauma or reacted in certain ways and you know, feel badly, feel in regret in those things. But ultimately, as a soul energy, the soul itself that embodies this being is inherently worthy. You cannot improve upon the worthiness, no matter what your behaviors, actions, the circumstances, the surface level is. And that's how we have to start learning to identify with ourselves and with other people that me, what is actually me is not Christina, is not somebody that holds this job, that does this thing, that leads this project. Those things will be gone when I die. <laughs> it will be gone. That is not me. That is just dust in the wind. Instead, what is me is the eternal nature of being. And that in and of itself, while my conscious awareness of myself is growing and changing, the soul energy of myself, the part is divine, is not getting more worthy. Wow. That is an amazing thing to think about. I would add to that, it's also not getting any more perfect because it is already perfect. Mm -hmm. But when you create from that knowing, when you create from that space, it's so much less threatening, you know, because when a project falls apart, 
you know, how terrifying and scary it is when you think, oh my gosh, this is connected to all these other things and my sense of love and and safety and quality and my whole house of cards is going to fall apart with this moment. But when we, you know, create from that bigger energy of I am already all of those things, I cannot become more of those things. And what am I inspired to create through this energy of life that wants to come through me? That's a whole different place of bigger, better, beautiful creation. And we can go with the flow. We can be flexible. We can actually sit with the energy that's coming through. We don't have to be so rigid and scared of the changes as they come and the waves as they come. There's just a place of inner resilience and peace, regardless of what it looks like on the surface. And that helps when you fail. We are going to fail. That's part of the growth process. And really failure, you know, in many ways, I think, is a human concept and not a spirit concept that really doesn't exist in spirit's way of looking at things. Inevitably, we are going to go through growth processes. And part of that is learning. And some of that is going to be places where we are disappointed and places where we are asking more of ourselves than we feel like we can deliver and places where, you know, it's just tough. And we need to be able to set all of that on top of a foundation of, you know, coexistence with the truth that all is well. Everything is okay. Total peace, despite the fact that the house of cards is going to fall down (laughs) and, you know, these things are going to happen. There is a space within us of unconditional joy, of happiness that we can tap into and express regardless of how much we're performing, what it looks like and so forth. What I'd love to see happen is us start to challenge this story in other people. So many people with perfectionism will express to family or friends kind of all the sacrifices they're doing, you know, because that sacrifice energy is part of the like, see what I'm giving to this, (laughs) you know, and, you know, expressing that. I'd love to see us start to see those stories in others and challenge them of like, you know, how are you giving yourself grace today? How are you holding up? That sounds like a heavy burden. That's heavy. You know, and start redirecting the conversation from validating one another from this space of what can you produce and what can you perform for me? And instead, you know, getting to the raw emotional truth of what are you creating and walk me through that process. Let's see if we can shift culturally this conversation. That probably starts in childhood, you know, if you're dealing with your children, to praise them for the work that they do and let them know that the effort is noted, the drive to do the best they can do is noted, and they are still worthy whether they feel like they failed or or not. But I think giving kids a safe space to fail, Mm -hmm. to just being like, listen, this is part of the journey of life together. I love you in this failure in the same way that I love you in the moment of success. So as we, you know, are wrapping things up, I just like to invite you today to ask yourself, where am I still asking for love through performance, 
through perfectionism, through rigidity? And where am I, you know, staying in that ego zone rather than allowing myself to be in a state of flow and recognizing the perfection that truly is already there, regardless of what comes out, what product is elicited, or, you know, what standard you achieve or don't achieve in that moment? How can we explore what it looks like to leave that parts of us behind? And what you'll find is, or at least I should say my experience with truly healing perfectionism is that when you start to follow that little thread, it's going to be hooked to a lot of other little threads, (laughs) a lot of other coping skills that you're using until you get to the end of like, where is this rooted within yourself and allow deep healing to truly occur. So hug a perfectionist today (laughs) and tell them you are enough. Mm, I love that. Thanks for listening, for sharing, for the light that you are giving in the world and just know that that is enough. That is truly enough what it is that you're sharing, that you have a special sacred medicine in this world that as you live and share and give truly of your heart that you are helping to heal the world and sometimes that is messy and it doesn't hit these perfect standards that you might hold but in that is the medicine that the world and we all need to heal together so I invite you to step forward in that and step forward in love and in faith. But thank you so much for listening today, sending lots of light, lots of love, and many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.